0: You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts Scott Dunstan and Brian Young.
1: Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with a special co-host, DC Lucchesi from Well Run Media. And we are here to learn a little bit about the swimming community in Charlotte. And we're so excited uh, to be with Terry Fritch from Swim Mac Carolina. Now, a lot of people, when you think about swimming, you might be thinking about just a pool, taking a little dip, or maybe every four years, you know, we like to yell and cheer and jump out of our seats while watching the Olympics. Michael Phelps probably comes to, uh, to name, but there's a lot of people in Charlotte that have also, uh, won a lot of gold medals. And we're excited to hear about the community and the swimming community here in Charlotte. Now, it turns out we have an amazing Olympic swimming tradition right here in Charlotte. From Charlotte's first Olympic gold medalist, Mel Stewart, in 1992, to homegrown All-American and two-time Olympic gold medalist, Ricky Barons from South Mech High School in 2008 and 2012, to eight Olympians from Team Elite who trained in Charlotte before heading to Rio in 2016. That's a lot. Like eight Olympians from our city going to the Olympics is amazing. And guess what? They all came from the best known swim team here in Charlotte and even nationwide, which is Swim Mac Carolina. If you've listened or watched the Olympics, they might even mention it out there, which is so neat from a global standpoint that we have one of the best and the most known or well-known uh, swimming communities right here with SwimMac. Now, this team has not just started in 1992. They have over 40 years Uh, That they've been been working as an organization and in since 2017, I guess, was their 40th year was in 2017. And so every single day they train swimmers from the youngest beginners to national level champions. Terry Fritch is their head coach and he joins us on the Brand Builders podcast to not only tell us a little bit about what their brand is uh, and what swimming means locally and nationwide, but like what is this community all about? And with so many new people moving here every single day, we definitely need to make sure that people understand that this is a global, amazing opportunity right here in our backyard. So thank you, Terry. Welcome to the Brand Builders podcast. We're so excited to have you.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, thanks for the great introduction. And absolutely, we are uh, proud of our history and um, respect uh, the former head coaches and athletes that have done, you know, such amount of hard work and put swimmac Mac on a, a map, and, and my goal every day is to uh, try to honor the history and then move our program forward with that same type of attitude. So thank you for having me here, and I feel honored to have a special guest, uh, co-host. So this is awesome.
0: Oh, no, 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 It's not, it's not that kind of show. Trust me, trust me. It's not that kind we of, of show. We had to bring in the
1: pro uh, yeah. to get you oh, the rock yeah, and roll. All right.
0: I just happened to be walking by and they were so like, I was yeah. like hey, hey,
1: hey, hey, I need you. Exactly. Hey, um, no, way!
2: I'll take it.
1: So tell us a little bit about your background. Before we jump into Swim Act yeah. as a whole, we'd love to, to know, you know, uh, where did you find your, your love for swimming? Uh, See, so you, you got a Maryland hat on here. My, yeah. my mom was born in Maryland. Um, so I don't have any ties to Maryland, but my mom was born in Maryland and, um, So tell us, you've been head coach for a year. Tell us about your background. How did you get into swimming and and then kind of get us up to speed here?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I lived in uh, Salisbury, Maryland for much of my youth. Uh, We moved there when I was about six, and that's where um, I started swimming. Uh, my mom, I, it's the same, you've probably heard these stories thousands of times. My first introduction to uh, swimming was my mom throwing me in a summer league uh, summer league pool and say, go learn how to swim. <laughs> and, and from there, uh, I developed a love of swimming. Uh, I also swam at a YMCA. Mm-hmm after that and a lot of my formative years was swimming at a YMCA. So I came from a background that was really built from a YMCA mission, which is the family uh, family faith and then sport, youth sports. Um, so I, I really appreciate the experiences that I, that I got through the YMCA swimming. And it really kind of developed me to who I am today from that standpoint. Um, we really believe in having a family first. Um, and, and then swimming is second and, and. Skipping to, uh, Swim Mac, what, what brought me to Swim Back, Mac, uh, after years of coaching in Maryland was that same type of philosophy. Even though we are a USA competitive swim team, uh, there was a lot of, a lot of, um, values that came, that I saw coming from the YMCA. But then going back, backwards. So I swam for the Y until I was, um, 18. Um, after swimming, uh, year round, I also did baseball. I played a little soccer. I did a little, uh, gymnastics as well. And we may get into multi sport athletes. I do believe as, as a youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, younger younger kids need to do and explore other sports. Uh, specialization of sports is, is not something that I necessarily would believe in or, or encourage other families to do. Uh, I come from a background where. Uh, exploring different sports and being good at many different sports, uh, not only helped me with swimming, but it, it, it did help who I am today. Um, there's values out of lots of different sports. Uh, so anyway, so, uh, from that, from 18, um, it was time to move on. And I uh, went. I started go when I my freshman year of college. I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily a type of swimmer where I knew I was going to swim in college. Um, but I. I did want it part of my life, and so through college, um, I lifeguarded, and then I was like, hey, you know, I know enough about swimming that I'm gonna try to jump into this. So I started coaching the six and unders. Nice. Uh, oh my and, gosh! Yeah, awesome. I uh, did some swim lessons, teaching kids how to blow bubbles, doing the little six and unders. And uh, I happened to be fortunate enough through, through my college years to um, start coaching the team that I swam for at the Y. Um, so through those opportunities, I grew into being their head coach after about a hand four or five years, as well as uh, starting to work on the Y track of being a director. Mm-hmm. Um, after about, four or five years uh, of that coaching, head coaching, and then working the director part of the Y, I wanted to really kind of reset and go, what do I really want to be? Do I want to be a director and and possibly go that pathway and stay in the Y system or really try this coaching Uh, and be a full-time coaching? Um, And the passion was to not be behind the desk, to work with kids. Um, and and go from there. So in 2001, I just happened to look for full time coaching positions. I've heard of at the time it was Mecklenburg Aquatic Club. Mm-hmm. I've heard of them through just competitive swimming and, and new, you know, Knew their history and knew they were a a really solid club, and I felt like if I can join a a club like that and learn from and and grow, hopefully I'd become a a pretty good coach and make this a career. So in 2001, I moved to Charlotte, uh, and started with Mecklenburg Aquatic Club. Um, and I grew through their system and, and had great mentors along the way. Uh, I took a little detour and moved to Texas and worked with a team out in Texas, mm-hmm. First Colony Swim Team, for about three years and, and led that program my last year, year and a half there. Um, but family reasons and just wanting to be back in Charlotte, uh, we jumped back to Charlotte Got, I was able to come back to swim Mac uh coach Marsh uh gave me another opportunity to to sw- to coach at Mac and I just kind of grew from there to that pathway to the last two or three years um heading up the organization
0: Man, how do you not lax? You grew up in yeah. Salisbury, man. Know, it's like, I know, I know. <laughs> it's like, he's like, what? And you mentioned, I'm like, at some point, he's in multi sport and he's like, this, that, and the other. And you went right by. And he, he didn't say lacrosse. I know. What? No, what?
2: Like, I did not. I thought do that lacrosse. was like the state
0: sport. And in right? Salisbury, it is it's like a huge D3 power, yeah, man. Okay. I mean, absolutely. it's like, you know, men's and women's. And okay. I'm like,
2: what? Absolutely. How did <laughs> that happen, man? You know, well, my, I will say this my mom was not in the contact sports. So no. anything ah, okay. that. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. contact sports we did not yeah. do as kids. Anything else okay. was wide open. Right on. Right.
1: So let's jump into I, – I, you mentioned the YMCA. <laughs> we actually just had Michael Duvall on who, uh, who spoke with, about the YMCA. And, and it was neat that you mentioned you know, family, faith, and, and youth sports. Uh, there's a lot more to the YMCA than just going and working out. Yeah. Uh, I have a two-year-old son, and we've gone through two – um, two different sessions of swim lessons with him, had him in the pool when he was seven months old. And so when you say blowing bubbles, like dude, right to yeah. my heart, no, yeah. that's what we're working on. All <laughs> yeah. right. We're working yeah. on bubbles. That's right. Um, so that's really neat that you've kind of started from teaching kids how to swim to six and unders. And now you have the opportunity to help coach, you know, future Olympians. And I think yeah. that's really um, what we, I don't want to jump into just the Olympians and they probably get a lot of the attention but we want to know, like, what is Swim Mac as a whole? What is yeah. it like to be a coach of a wide, wide range of of ages? And and tell me about, you know, more about the brand. What what yeah. is SwimMac? What yeah. is that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and and again, I think one of the things that attracted me to to uh, Swim Mac at the time was that opportunity where. We're teaching swim lessons Mm -hmm. all the way up to even what we call our master's program, which is adult, either adult lessons or adult swimming, which includes triathletes, It it includes competitive swimming for them as well, or just exercise. And so the ability to under one program to have somebody truly could come in, be born and within two years enter a program. And could take their last really breath in the same program and have those opportunities. Um, it's just really awesome. And, and throughout each stage, each pathway, um, there's opportunities and there's decision makings where they can go from swim lessons to just exploring competitive swimming from a seasonal aspect. And, and again, maybe, maybe swimming isn't going to be their, their sport. And maybe it's baseball. Maybe it's gymnastics. Maybe it's lacrosse. Maybe it's soccer, but still have an opportunity to enjoy the water. And enjoy a competitiveness about the water and do it for a short period of time, which, you know, which builds other which builds other skill level and and other opportunities to just be a whole person and then go off and do their favorite sport to then be able to be serious about the sport of swimming. And use that as a vehicle mm-hmm. to, for life lessons, to possibly get into college, to possibly, you know, jobs. Um, it's just a great, it's a great feeling to be part of an organization that can branch out and, and, and serve so many different ways and so many different capacities.
0: Yeah. And Brian mentioned earlier in the intro that, you know, we have a hundred people moving here a day, right? Yeah. And, and all of that. And, uh, and clearly, you know, with the popularity of swimming and, of course, in your position as well. And you hear this for, from folks who even don't swim on the regular that there's not enough water here.
2: Correct. Right? Oh, not <laughs> and so, even close. So,
0: I, right, exactly. You yeah. talk about the number of pools and the opportunity for people to be in yeah. pools for not even just, you know, competitive swimming, but just for recreation. Yeah. Period. Does SwimMac
2: have a role in uh, in in uh, carrying that torch? Yeah, um, our role is really the megaphone um, mm-hmm. in, in that sense. But I I, I don't want to be quoted, but I do know <laughs> that um, as far as Charlotte being a major city, right. it is one of the last. It's in one of the last places yeah. as a major city as versus water space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and as you say, we we do have a rich history. Of 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 talented swimmers and talented people coming from Charlotte, um, and it's just a shame that we have uh, so little water space and so much opportunities. I, and with a sport that is in my mind that it, it just, it just creates a, a really strong individual. Um, swimmers are one of the, are, are also recognized for being ones that uh, stand out in the top of their classes, mm-hmm. uh, with great, great point averages. And, um, and you guys have had probably several, many business leaders um sitting in this seat right now. And I just know the many that I have spoken to, when they see swimming as part of the resume, um, they the it it, it draws attention to them mm-hmm. because they know the discipline and they know what it takes to be good in that sport. And they recognize that and that does that does influence their decisions even uh later on in life, who gets hired and who mm-hmm. doesn't. So
0: now, to that end, your mom is probably, you know, Nostradamus like in her you know, <laughs> desire to not have you play contact yes, sports yes. as more and more parents nowadays are adopting that attitude about contact sports. Do you think that swimming will be even more attractive in the future?
2: yeah i th- I think so. I think it's at least an a another again another vehicle another choice whether or not they stay doing a year round contact sport or venture off for two mm-hmm. or three months um uh, you know you guys you guys have seen where therapy and water therapy oh, yeah. and and the ability for water to be great on the joints and the bones and and healing and so even that ability to have kids uh Transition from sport to sport and be in a low contact, low risk uh, sport, and and take mm-hmm. those few months for healing and just relief, and and do it in a manner where they're still getting uh, great, getting great skills. They're con- they're being conditioned. Um, there's a lot of great benefits from that.
0: Yeah, well, I was talking to Yash earlier and he's, he disagrees with you slightly on the whole thing about the uh, swimming in the joints part. Yeah, it's really difficult ke- keeping them lit when he's in the pool. Yeah. But that's another story. All yeah, yeah. It's, yeah,
1: that's a different that's a different joint. It's a different yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah,
2: exactly.
1: So you mentioned I want to jump back into the business side of yeah. it. Because so I grew up in Atlanta, uh, swim Atlanta, uh, Dynamo yeah. were two big ones yeah. that we knew or, or that were there. Um, I swam for a neighborhood and got opportunities to swim on, at the state level yeah. a couple of times, but never swim. I swam year-round because I didn't feel like waking up at 3.30 in the morning. These people are insane. Anyways, I'm just kidding. 4 a.m. this morning. Yeah, exactly, which is amazing. Talk about, like, if you want to teach somebody how to be an adult, make them a swimmer because they will wake up early for the rest of their life. (laughs) Um, But how can we as a community change that right so we always bring people on the podcast we love learning about their stories but we want to be able to create action items we want to be able to bring this to uh the business community and 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 what are the big challenges obviously water space that's something that we can't just say here well i guess you probably could say here's a check build something (laughs) but but what like what do we need to do as a community as a new father i would love to be able to have uh, you know my son be involved in swim teams uh throughout his entire life and i definitely don't want You know, hundred people moving here every day. Eventually, if we're not already out of water, we're going to be out of water for people to be able to swim. So like what, what can we do as a community? If you're a business leader, what are some action items or some things that we can can help, you know, kind of change that? And hopefully people realize like, hey, not only is this a hotbed for talent, but swimming as a is a culture as a community is something that we need uh as we continue to grow
2: yeah I think looking at uh a few models just right down the road, Greensboro has a great model, you know with the city how the how Greensboro got behind the councilmens and and the mayors uh got behind uh a pool in Greensboro and their new complex and and it was raised through uh through public money, uh, but it is showing it's a model that's showing that it is working and and self sustained and, and and healthy and they've just built a second fifty meter pool. Wow. Um, oh, wow. and so I, I can't remember when Greensboro opened, it's probably been now four or five plus years. And within that, they just completed a second 50 meter pool on the same complex. Um, and it was done all through, it was done via Greensboro and the, the, The public sector and the private sector getting together and saying this is important to our, into our area. Um, Charlotte needs to kind of step up and say the same thing, um, because it's not going to happen through. Uh, private or non-private like Swim Mac. It's just the ability to not only raise the money, but sustain it. Um, pools cost a lot. And, and as you've seen, uh, cheap is not, our land is not cheap anymore in Charlotte. Uh, so, so you, you're, you're battling a couple of things. Um, but I, w- I would say, look at that model. Yeah. And go to the, the website.
1: Yeah. Go to yeah. the website, greensboroaquaticcenter.com. It is unbelievable. Like, yeah. I'm blown away by the first picture. And then it says, GAC cuts ribbon on new fourth pool. Yep. If you don't think swimming can make an impact on a community, go to the website and look at the first four pictures in one minute and call me.
2: <laughs> That's and, amazing. And, and I wouldn't, and, and, and greensboro friend, friends that that listen to this um Charlotte has probably a bigger community uh and more opportunities to be able to do something like that, and we're not so wow, that's cool um so let's
1: let's jump into i uh, you know we've had a lot of olympians here um it's fascinating. I'm sure for kids to be able to watch the Olympics and see someone that maybe they started learning to swim at swim Mac, yeah. And now, you know, this person, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, and then they go to the Olympics. And as like an eight year old, you're just kind of getting into competitive swimming. And then you get to see kind of like your idol swim on the national yeah. or the global stage. Excuse me. What is that like to coach people like that? And what are some names of maybe some future Olympians that we need to keep our eyes out and you know, maybe tell our kids like, hey, look at this person's from right down the road.
2: Yeah. Well, I'd say this. I'd again, being part of SwimMac, um, when Ricky Barons was was in the pool, and uh and the way uh he did it was was really traditionally through SwimMac program. He started as a as a ten and under. Um, and grew through Swim Mac and just to watch and see him develop as a swimmer and an individual and to be able to come back and share his stories. It's just awesome to see and, and the pride with that. Um, and that was just a great experience to see uh, everybody wrap, them ar- wrap their arms around him as he was making this journey uh, because it, it had some bumps in the road um it's not easy making the Olympic team and 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 we see these athletes and we see the talent that is on the TV screen. What we don't see is the is the ups and downs they have on a day-to-day basis and the story they're sharing as they're going through that. Um, Kathleen Baker is another one that uh, started out in Greensboro um, and had some great coaches in Greensboro and moved uh At age 12 to swim back and the ability to watch her grow from age 12 uh, to now where she is a hundred the hundred backstroke world record holder Um, again kind of the same thing Um, it's just it's just fun to watch and and grasp Uh, and then we've had individuals that have come in that are pro athletes that may have swam with other teens as, as an 18 and under, gone to college, been really successful in college, and then joined our program and worked with Coach Marsh and just kind of raised their game just a little bit more. We think of them just the same way as Swim Mac swimmers. And a uh, great thing about Swim Mac was that no matter whether they were homegrown or they came in from different programs, uh, they walked the same deck as our athletes. Um, they were around at the meets, you know, and they did the autograph signing and, and it wasn't this, they're over here, you know, a different part of our program and we, and the kids never saw them or, or never really experienced them mm-hmm. and, in the meets that we would host and the ability of these Olympians to come in and kind of share their story and, and be part of, of showing our athletes that, hey. Um, this is a really great sport. And if, and if you put the hard work in and you have the belief, um, you too could end up there. And, and that's a big thing that, um, sometimes get missed is, you know, once you can show somebody that it's, that it can be done, the power in their minds and the ability for them to take that and go, I can do it is just immeasurable you know it always takes that first one you know, after yeah. that first yeah. one mm-hmm. then you see five or six right mm-hmm. and and again just to have that opportunity for for them to show any swimmer coming into our program where they were swimming blowing bubbles doing the swim lessons uh, to just starting out on the team that hey this is this is a program and this is an organization that supports that dream, and you're capable of doing it here, um, that power of belief really, I think, sets us apart at times.
1: I love you said hope, and I think there's a lot of people that will come out in society and say professional athletes should not be role models, right? Yeah. And, and And I agree to that to a certain extent, but as someone that grew up loving sports, that's impossible. There's going to be someone that's from an athletic standpoint, if you love sports that your kids look up to, could you imagine having Greg Olson and Luke Keekley at your kid's eight year old flag yeah. football game literally right next to you and your kid gets to see that and then watch on Sundays? How, I mean, yeah. that's the yeah. that's amazing. And yeah. think of the opportunity like your kids are going to get exposed uh, in, a, in a positive way to the best talent in this in the world. And, like, if you can't dream from that, then you're just not a dreamer.
2: Well, again, I I think sometimes TV, uh, Portrays them as as superheroes, in, in some mm-hmm. sense, you're watching them at a high level do something really, really awesome. And when it's on TV, it's it, it may be less believable. But when you know they're they're real humans, right, uh, right, they right. have the same struggles that that anybody does on a day to day basis, and they share those stories of of lack of self confidence, of injuries, and those sort of things. Uh, and and when you can kind of smell it, feel it, touch it, and, and understand that it, it, they're just humans just like you. Right. They've just dedicated themselves to this grasp and, and created a skill level that, that is very high. It, it, it becomes more believable.
1: So I want to jump into something as, as we kind of, you know, wind things down here. We, swimming to me, you think about Olympic sports, right? Every four years. So I'm a big soccer player, World Cups every four years. People understand or wonder why is it so important? To me, it's because it's every four years. You only get a couple of shots. Yeah. As a swimmer, I'm sure you have trained plenty of swimmers that have not made it. Yep. Tell me some of the learning or, or kind of the life lessons that you've seen. And not only how have these Olympians taken defeat and used that as a positive light in their life, because i can only imagine what it takes to get to even to make it to olympic trials yeah. and just to make it there is is hard as hell yeah to get on the team is the next yep. almost impossible thing yeah. to do so i would love to to maybe hear an example from that or what you see in the drive and really how does it form these yeah. individuals to become Adults and take that into the business world or take that into coaching or take that into their life.
2: Yeah, we got to remember that uh, the Olympic team takes two athletes per event for the majority of the events. And then in some events, uh, it's four or maybe six. But still, you're talking about out of like right now, I believe there are almost 1,200 swimmers qualified to swim at the Olympic trials. Out of those 1,200 swimmers, you're looking at, what, a team of 50, something like that in that area. Uh, mm. So we all know that um, entering this sport, entering as a swimmer, uh, that that opportunity to reach the highest level, it's going to take... Uh, a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, a lot of skill and talent. So I do, I, what I would say is something that is great about swimming from the grassroots and USA swimming and the way they set it up is, is that it's not like other sports where, um, you're not getting into the game. You're always sitting on the bench or you're having the work to get on the field. And even if you get on the field, maybe you're on the field for a couple of minutes. Uh, swimming, uh, provides an opportunity where y- you, once you're on a competitive team, you're getting to swim those events. Um, and each level, each, what I would call a long-term pathway developmental level through swimming, there's benchmarks and there's opportunities to go from a local competition, to then a state competition, to a regional competition, and then there's certain levels of national competitions. So the ability to still be recognized at every level and possibly be the best at, at that at that level um, and to be in the game every time you show up for a meet, it doesn't matter if you're seeded 60th or first. You're going to get a lane and you're going to get an opportunity to win. Right. Mm -hmm. You're going to get the opportunity to go best time or or that. And you're not going to be a bystander sitting, sitting and watching that happens. And so. For the, for these athletes to every level have an opportunity to find success and, and to determine and to kind of craft what that success and that goal looks like, uh, I think is one of the great things about swimming and the sport of swimming. I think from a standpoint of no, no matter what, uh, swimming provides a, an opportunity for structure, for discipline, uh, and it and again in in sounding like an old person <laughs> uh, in this world of society where everything is instantaneous, swimming is a sport where it is delayed gratification you know you may work a year before you reach a goal or go a best time or be recognized for something and and that is that is something that is important to learn that just because I want it. Tomorrow doesn't mean I'm gonna get it, and you're going to have to find ways, and and you're going to, through the ups and downs to be able to have that happen. You know the discipline, the ability, uh, t- you know to be counted on as a team player. Yes, we see swimming as an individual sport when you watch those races or you watch on TV. But we practice in a group setting for a reason. And to have teammates there to support you and, and to understand what a good teammate looks like, again, is a lifelong skill. Uh, and so, and uh, we call it, I call it swimming IQ. You know, swimming is a sport where mental, emotional, and physical, it's a triangle. And they mm-hmm. all have to be at a certain standard to meet your optimum Uh, performance, whatever that looks like at whatever level. Um, You can't just be a strong swimmer and be great. You can't just be a smart swimmer and be great. You can't look pretty in the water and be great. You have to have the ability to have all three areas uh, to be a well-balanced athlete. So
0: Um, I, I have a son who is playing lacrosse at the collegiate level and a daughter who will do the same. And as we were going through the recruiting process with our son, originally we spoke to one of the coaches was speaking to the parents yeah. and he said that, well, and he played at Albany, which, you know, it's, it's not Harvard, yeah, um, but it's a great cross yeah. school. And he coached there and then went on to coach uh, as an assistant at Cornell. And he said, Holy cow. I didn't realize how many kids could play this level of lacrosse. And make these kinds of grades and have these kinds of resumes. And he goes, I was nowhere near that as, a, as myself as an 18-year-old 18 18 year person. Yeah. He goes, the, the, the way that these kids are rounded and have shaped themselves today is incredible. Yeah. And to your point about those numbers, I'm looking this up on the NCAA, uh, 140,000 kids swim at the high school level nationwide fewer than 10,000 will participate at the collegiate level. That's across divisions one, two, and three. And then even fewer will, like you said, go on to, you know, Olympic or any sort of competition like that. But I think the thing that you hit on that makes me go, that's what I'm talking about is lifetime. Yep. That regardless of whether you you decide, well, you know what, I don't want to compete at the high school level even. I just want to adopt this as a lifestyle or as a, As an activity that's going to keep me as a well-rounded person going forward into my adult life.
2: Yeah, and, and you talk about college and, you know, we talked about the action of Charlotte and our leaders getting behind the, understanding the importance why water space matters here mm-hmm. and building and, and what can that do for the health of our city. Right. I would say the same thing for everybody out there with colleges. If you're hearing, you know, one of the limitations that that's going on are colleges are starting to reduce different uh i would say olympic type sports mm-hmm. uh due to whether it's title 9 or doing let's $2. Call, it it call it what it is non-revenue sports non-revenue sports yeah thank you thank you that's call it what it is is what they yeah. mean <laughs> non-revenue sports and and so it gives um it gives our swimmers even even uh limited opportunities mm-hmm. to carry on what a uh, sport that they're passionate about that they still love that they still want to do and go to a good school right. and so I guess I would challenge people if they hear that their alma mater is starting to limit uh, swimming or non-revenue sports to kind of speak up and try to change change that momentum as yeah. well.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I played college soccer at Georgia Southern and the men's program uh, vanished, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Blaine, who is a uh, president of New Dominion Bank, Blaine Jackson was yeah. a swimmer at Georgia Southern and when he said, I listened to a speech and he was like and I was a swimmer at Georgia Southern, I was like we didn't have a what? men's team. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is, is lying right now. But I, I was unaware, you know, and, and and that's a thing that happens. And I think swimming is really important. So as we kind of wrap this up, I, I, the one thing we want is anybody that's listening, we really want to be able to figure out how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, thank whether you. you have a young uh, child or whether you just want to you know get back in the pool, whatever. You know, yeah. what is the best way to get in contact with you and to learn more about Swim Mac?
2: Yeah, we have uh, two locations. Um, we have one. At our south site, which is our Charlotte Latin location off of Providence Road. And then we have, uh, uh our main location is at our uh, Huntersville in Huntersville, and that is at the HFFA. Uh, and, and both of them are what we would call a full service site. They offer swim lessons all the way to adults. And, and I, and I promise we are, we have a, we have a, a program for almost anybody. Um, so if they just reach out to our, our website, www.slimmaccarolina.org, um, you'll be able to find our great directors, contact information, um, and the programs that we offer. And that's really the best way to just kind of see the menu and what may fit your family. Hopefully multiple, multiple people in your family from parents to, to little ones. Um, And we'd be happy to help you.
1: I love it. If you are listening, please like, comment, share. Definitely check out swimatcarolina.org. David Tepper, if you want to build the most badass pool, we're (laughs) down. We're cool with it. That's right. Everybody here will totally appreciate it. Who needs a new football stadium? Let's just build a badass aquatic center. Um, But in in all in all seriousness, if you are a, a business. Uh, If you are a leader in this area, I think it's very important as somebody that grew up swimming and, and did multiple different sports. Swimming really was a great foundation for me. It's 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 a different sport when you're under that water. And, uh, and it's something that can change your life, honestly, and can lead you in the right direction. And it's amazing just by by swimming. So um, thank you, Terry, so much for joining us on the Brand Builders Podcast. Thank you, DC, uh, for, for filling in and doing an amazing job. Uh, like I said, please check out Swim Mac Carolinas. Uh, and we hope everybody will get in the pool. And the Olympics are right around the corner. That's right. So uh, everybody get used to uh, or start following that. Uh, we will put some information on there about some Charlotte swimmers. And it will be amazing if we can get some more all swimmers in the pool uh, and represent this great community. And Terry, we wish the uh, the best for you and everyone that's part of the Swim Mac family.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.